Alright, homies, I'm back again. Uh, sorry, I... Well, no, <laughs> nobody listens to this, but, um, regardless, sorry that I took so long to get back. The holidays are always wacky and wild, especially this year, so I took a little time to figure out what I wanted to talk about next, and, which I still don't know, <laughs> and to just, you know... Deal with family. Winter term just started a couple days ago for classes. And figure out, you know, what I want to do this summer and all of that. Um, I know it's been almost a week since the storming of the Capitol. But I do want to talk about that briefly. But not very much because I know that, like, literally everyone is talking about it. And it's probably, you know, tiring to people. But I wanted to just work through it out loud, I guess. Um, anyways, I didn't introduce myself yet. This is, um, a podcast I have named Gay Best Friend. Because I am, in fact, your gay best friend. My name is Grayson. I don't talk about things very well yet and I don't have a very good setup yet but someday I will and y'all are going to love it <laughs> um yeah right now so I've switched recording locations um first episode I just recorded on my couch um because I was still figuring out how to use the app and stuff like that second episode I recorded in the hallway because I thought, you know, further away from airflow and stuff like that, maybe it would be less noisy. Now I'm recording in a corner of my room next to the window. We love all of this information. I'm sure everyone cares. Um, I, I'm just using a pair of, like, Apple earbuds, you know, because they have a mic on them. I want to get, I want to get a mic, but I'm not sure if I want to get, you know, like, like the clip-on mics, like, uh, Gus Johnson uses, or if I want to get, like, a Yeti, because they have pretty good, um, like, $50 mics, um, but those are kind of big and harder to take around, but also better, you can see, I'm confused, um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to talk about the storming of the Capitol a little bit, because it's been on my mind a lot, and... I wanted to look at it from the perspective of, you know, a trans person. Because we all know most Trumpies hate trans people. Um. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, um, really fucking scary, honestly. I watched a live stream of it. And, um, the blatant anti-Semitism, oh my god, so scary, what the fuck, we hate to see it, like, fucking half of those people have grandparents who are anti-fascist fighting against fascists, you know, um, <laughs> but here they are, 
fascist as all hell. It's fucking bizarre. Um. Yeah. Scary. Yeah, scary, scary. That's what I don't like. I don't like it at all. Um, I don't like how easy it was for them to get into the Capitol building. I do appreciate that almost everyone, you know, Congress and Senate, finally said, fuck you, Trump. We are not going to deal with this anymore. And, like, straight up just stood out. Stood out. Stood up against him. Which, in my, you know... In my opinion, it's way too late, but at least it happened because it's going to make it way harder for him to run again. And it's also going to make it way easier for a potential impeachment, which I would love because then he wouldn't be able to run again. And uh, he also wouldn't get lots of money and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but there were still like six... Senators? Who... There was six Republicans. Fuck, I don't know politics well enough. I'm gonna go... After this episode, I should do this before this episode, but after this episode, I'm gonna go get out my notes from my government class from senior year high school, and I'm going to read about the U.S. government to make sure that I don't spit out fake news on accident, because we all know that... I would literally never be forgiven if I fuck up even once. But yeah, there are at least six Republicans that I know of that are still Trump supporters, and I hope that every single one of them is removed from their various offices and never elected to anything ever again. Like, I hope they're all gone. I'd really like that because Trump is just... And has, for the past four years, just fanned the flames of bigotry and hatred. And um, part of what got him to, like, become president was party loyalty. And it makes me think I kind of want to be, like, an independent, you know, try to talk to Republicans and figure out how to convince them that Black Lives Matter and that trans people are real and that respect is goes both ways and shit like that um i don't know if you can hear in the background but my dog just showed up <laughs> zoe hey she is old but she's cute but yeah i completely understand if you're really scared right now because you're some form of minority or because you're a patriot and you don't like the fact that um, several million, like perhaps even tens of millions of Americans believe um, in fascism, you know, insofar as like they still love Trump and they still, they believe that he, um, the election was stolen and that he should run again and that he was a great president. And I I guess I'll try to be a safe, fun place 
uh, for people to get away from that nonsense. Um, I also have a hard time coming up with stuff to talk about. Like, not in that way, but, like, <laughs> it makes me really uncomfortable. Um, knowing that, like, my, um, you know, my, my podcasting skills are still very amateurish and I don't know how to really improve them other than, like, you know, finding the best, whoa, best place to record and getting a good mic. Um, when I go back to college, there is a, like, college radio station so they said I can use their um, station thingy to record podcasts because they have better um, audio equipment. But for now I'm at my mom's house just finding different rooms that I think might be best. <laughs> um, and I think during the summer I'm gonna go stay with some other family for a few months, you know, because I can't stay at college. Um, so I will have to try and find a good recording spot with them, but I'm sure I can use like a closet or something like that. And we will find out if that works well or not. <laughs> um, I know we're past the holidays, so it's kind of late, but I did want to talk about that gay holiday movie Happiest Season? I think that's the name. It has that woman from Twilight. I feel really bad that I'm forgetting her name because I do high-key love her. Um, and I know that literally every gay person out there is like, hey, this is very oddly manipulative and gives homophobic vibes, um, no thank you. And, well, I'm most gay people, and then most straight people I know are like, this is so cute, oh my god. And I have to admit, it is kind of cute, you know, in some regards. But it just, the thing is, it's like the first hallmarky gay holiday movie um, at least, you know, in America, or that Americans know about. You know, it, it's the first, like, popular one, I guess. Um, <laughs> and they had to portray the whole thing, like, spoilers, lots of spoilers, but, like, she's gonna propose, and then she goes on holiday, you know, to visit her girlfriend's family. She wants to propose over the holidays, and then she finds out that they don't know about her and then she sticks around because she thinks that um her girlfriend will tell her parents but then they don't and these kids set her up to be like to be seen as a thief for no reason like why did they do that i don't understand uh can someone maybe explain to me why they chose to make that decision uh because the movie sure didn't <laughs> and then Everyone's just super passive-aggressive about her having a stealing problem, um, even though the audience knows that she doesn't, and that was incredibly annoying to me. Um, and her girlfriend 
like keeps ignoring her for her old friends and her ex-boyfriend and things like that and it's like wow your relationship is very gross I don't don't propose to her please because you should take at least a year to make sure that these are things that can be changed um and then her gay friend male friend is like hey yeah don't marry this girl look at how horrible her family is let me bring you home and she's like yeah i want to bring you i want you to bring me home and then she doesn't and she like she and then it's just fine all of a sudden it's just everything is fine um and it's very unrealistic and i know that like that's how those hallmarky Christmassy things go, but I don't like that it's set this weird, like, oh, it's okay to be homophobic. Um, gay people will work to get you to like them. And, oh, it's okay to, like, date someone when you're not ready to date or be open about dating. Which is, like, fine, but you have to, like, communicate that. Like, it's just... The whole thing was full of red flags, and everyone was like, mm, how cute. And if that's, like, the only cute gay content that you consume, especially when you're younger, that is going to negatively affect you. And I think that we should have better uh, queer representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for any any straight people out there, you know, we've all fallen into the trap of like, oh wow, this is very cute. Look and listen to this nice music. Wow, it's really so romantic. Um, and you know, movies will do everything to put the rose-colored glasses on you and not let you take them off. Uh, but you're going to have to look at this a little objectively. And honestly, you can still enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to gatekeep a weird movie or opposite of gatekeep. I don't know. I'm not going to do that. But I do hope that people pay attention to the fact that it's not the best. And maybe for next Christmas, if any time in the upcoming year, your child or friend or whatever comes out as gay or trans, you know, or some, some denominations, <laughs> some offset of those words, <laughs> you know, like non-binary or bisexual or ace or whatever, you know what I mean, um, be careful, like, watch this together if you want to, but, like, be a little bit careful because it's not, like, the best also push for more gay movies and more gay books and things like that. Also, I found a really cute gay kids book and you should absolutely buy it. I guess I will put the um, name in the description of this, perhaps, because I don't know what it is right now and I'd have to go find it and talk about it. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry I say um so much. I'm working on my, my speech giving speaking skills 
And they're not, you know, they're they're pretty subpar right now. In fact, they're very subpar right now. That's why I'm not letting anyone listen to this podcast yet. Unless you're an absolute stranger and you don't know me at all. In which case, please listen and, you know, give me feedback on how to improve this. Try not to be too mean. I'm not going to do anything about it if you're mean to me. But I'll probably cry. I've, it's funny that I like, to some extent, being in the public eye. I have a face for radio, I'll be honest. Um, considering, like, anytime someone's mean to me, I'm like, oh, my little feelings. (laughs) I'm getting a lot better because I'm more active on Twitter and we all know that Twitter is toxic and, and literally no holds barred. Um. So, <laughs> I'm improving. Oh, and for gay people watching that movie, it's still okay to like it, or to like hating it, or whatever. I mean, be conscious about it. Because, like, I know I watched it, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cute, but I was also like, Wow. Are you sure you want to marry her? And, like, I probably would have left a lot earlier, especially if I had a friend who was so willing to, like, bail me out of there. Like, if I had to get myself out of there all on my own, that I might have just stuck around and been like, fine, I will break up with this woman when we get back. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> but, you know, it's okay to still like it. Like, um... All those people who like the kissing booth and the kissing booth too, who hopefully recognize that it's very bad and gross and that most romance movies are very bad and gross, you know, you can't stop them from liking it, but you can get them to understand that it should not ever translate itself into real life, which hopefully... You know, we don't have to do very often. Hopefully people just understand that kind of thing. I'll never know. I'll simply never know. Oh, I... I guess a life update. Um, I had a very cool non-binary therapist, and they were helping me a lot, and it's very cool to have that. Um... But I don't think either of us realized, especially them, that I have, I'm, like, in college, which means every semester my schedule changes. Um, so I no longer have a therapist. So I had, like, two therapy meetings, and then they were gone again. Uh, which is really sad, because they were very cool and helpful. Um, but that, you know, that was kind of disappointing. (laughs) Kind of upsetting. Um... And I'm really scared to go on with top surgery or testosterone. I, I'm i like scared that my body will look ugly. Like I really want testosterone, but I'm scared that I'll look ugly or something. But I'll be happier in my body. And anyone who's like you, a trans man. Because I, I don't know, I'm non-binary. 
that's a whole other thing. I use they, them, and he, him pronouns. That, that happened very recently. Sorry about that. We were interrupted, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but I, I, I stopped the recording fairly quickly, so that's fine. That's fine. We did well. I, yeah, 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 yeah. So recently came to the conclusion that I'm not sure where I am with a label. I really like they, them pronouns. But also, I really like he, him pronouns. And I don't feel like man, you know? But I, I want to pass as a man. I feel more comfortable. I really like feminine things, but I only like them if I think that I look like, you know, like a man in a dress or whatever. Or if I look very androgynous, you know, like, people really cannot tell my gender, um, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm struggling with that, mostly because I already was like, yeah, no, I'm non-binary, and so now when I'm like, well, you know, I don't mind he, him pronouns, and especially for people who struggle with they, them, but can do the switch more easily to binary pronouns, I would prefer they use he, him over accidentally using she, her a lot. And many trans people I know don't like that I've come to this conclusion. We should absolutely talk about that. We honestly really should. Like, the fact that I feel like I need to change my opinion of myself to suit other trans people's opinions of politics and self-worth, you know, and the compromises that I'm willing to make that, you know, there's like this trans man that I know who is very judgmental and he, you know, he'll be like, well, you shouldn't just give in like for anyone. I'm like, I, you're right. And I'm a bit of a pushover. But I would genuinely like this to happen. So why why not just tell those people who have a hard time with they, them pronouns to use he, him? Why, like, what's wrong with that? Um, and he really doesn't like that at all. He thinks that I should be done with knowing who I am already. Which I don't think anyone ever fully knows who they are. Um, because it's very difficult to know who you are and it's also very difficult to not change as you go on. I think we're always changing to some extent and our minds are often lagging behind in knowing that we've changed. One thing- oh back 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 okay yes. Back to physical changes. God, I love dresses so much and I love makeup. I suck at putting on my own makeup and it's also very expensive, but oh my god, I love it so much. Holy shit. <laughs> um, but I really don't like the way it makes people think that I am a girl. There, uh, so there's this, there's this guy, Spencer. Granted, he's a sex worker. So, I assume that many people will be annoyed, uncomfortable, 
distressed, think it's invalid, whatever. Don't really care. <laughs> I'm trying to not care as much. But he is, um, he's really helpful for me, honestly, just because I get to see more of a trans person's body. You know, he, he, obviously you see his, like, top surgery scars a lot, and they're very, very faint. Uh, that's impressive, honestly. Um, and he talks about transitioning a little bit sometimes. And I, he just brings me a lot of comfort because I have this weird fear that like, you know, I'll go on testosterone and then some of the physical changes that happen, I really, really, really want. And some of them are very scary and I don't want, or I don't know if I have, you know, like one thing, um, you can gain a lot more muscle very quickly, but only, I mean, but also, like, you have to be working out, and I'm like, I only get to go through this once, what if I'm not, like, whatever, X, Y, Z, um, and that's just scary, and he helps because, you know, I just see, like, a normal-looking cute man, and I'm like, wow, that could be me. He also talked briefly on his TikTok account about um, his gender and how he felt very... I just touched my mic. I don't know if you heard that. Sorry about that if you did. Um, he talked about how he was, like, non-binary, but he used he, him pronouns and, like, that kind of stuff. And his old TikTok account was deleted, so I don't know if he re-uploaded that video or not. Uh, but it gave me a lot of... it made me very comfortable with myself very very comfortable <laughs> um i'm also like i want top surgery very badly um and it's less scary to me than testosterone but also you have to recover and i have a letter for that so i could do that but you know i've been anxious about it a little bit so i haven't really been researching the um available surgeons very much <laughs> which is my fault I know like I've looked into them and then I've been like oh my god this is so scary no thank you ah uh, which is not like <laughs> maybe not the best way to approach it um but I'm sure you know everyone has felt that was something something or some other thing or whatever you know we've all been there I just the thing is yeah you have to recover and I don't know how long the letter lasts. I was I was thinking like, oh, you know, um, I'll get this and then I'll start looking for surgeons and then I will have an appointment and then we'll schedule the surgery and then that could probably happen in the summer and then I could recover over the summer, which would be great. You know, I can do that while I um, deal with, you know, just it being summer. Like, I won't have to be recovering while also, like, trying to go to classes or whatever. And, you know, there's those, like, six weeks where you're just, like, incapable. And then further on, it's less and less intense. But, you know, it's big, big, big scars. Big open wounds. Lots to handle. And I don't know if I can do that this summer. 
and I definitely don't think I should do that during school terms. Like next winter, you know, I could get surgery before Christmas, you know, sometime around there, and then recover over winter term, and then go back to school, and then maybe be, like, decently okay, potentially, you know, doing very light things like walking to class and back, but, you know, um, that, that, that kind of thing, but it makes me think about maybe going on testosterone first, um, for everyone who's not trans, here's a cute little look into the anxious mind of a non-binary person who wants body changes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you look at the list of, like, things that will change, how often, how long you're on tea before they probably change, things like that. And you're just like, wow, okay, some of these are reversible, some of them aren't, some of them I'll love, some of them I have to decide if it's, like, too much for me to handle or not. Um, and it can be very hard to, like, find photos of people who've transitioned. Because obviously, you know, it's no one's, like, job to show other people how to deal with stuff or how to transition or whatever. But there are some things that scare me a lot and I am very, very scared. It really sucks because I know exactly what end result I want. Which also means like, I want, and pardon my language, no titties, <laughs> deep voice if possible, you know, deep, and I know, like, my hips will always be fairly feminine, you know? And I won't grow any taller because that's too late and things like that. But, you know, I want to be seen and for people to be like, ah, yes, that boy. He, he is young man. What, what a young man I see. But there's a long journey between here and there. And there's a lot of trans people who, despite also going on that journey, really suck at helping. <laughs> Which is not their job, but like, there are a lot, lot of trans people who really want to help and really suck at it at the same time. <laughs> and then a lot of, a lot of, um, cisgender people don't understand it at all. Some of my best allies and people who it's easiest to talk to are cis because they have literally no idea what's going on and they're like, wow, that sounds really hard. Oh my god. I'm very glad I don't have to go through this. I'm really proud of you for going through this. What are you gonna do? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, man, that really sucks. <laughs> Would you like some tea? do you want to bake a cake? And I'm like, yes, please. And then I think about it and I talk about it and they're like, we have no idea what's going on. Uh, this is bizarre. I think you should, it sounds like you really want to do this thing and you're just scared, but think about it some more and do it when you're maybe not as scared. And if you're always going to be scared and you understand that and you still want to do it, you know, I'm here. 
And then there are trans people who are also like that, but there are a lot of trans people who are like, well, I did my journey this way. And it sounds to me like you're not ready. And that's very hard to deal with. That's not helpful at all in any way, shape, or form. And it's hard to find people who can help them. But I'm pretty good at helping myself. And maybe with this podcast, when I get a proper mic and I find a proper place to record, maybe um, I even learn how to edit because I, so I'm using this app Anchor, Anchor and it doesn't give me much editing choices or at least I cannot find them. So either I get really good at um, all-in-one-go delivery or I learn how to edit or I say, fuck it, no one's going to listen to I'm simply never going to promote this. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I have this and I can yell into the void about what I am scared of and what I'm not scared of. And if anyone ever appears out of the void and says, I am scared too, maybe I can be helpful. Maybe I can be a form of that cis person who's like, wow, that, yes, yeah, very scary. Oh my god. Uh, look past that and think about it more. Like, tell me the goods and the bads. And on and on, you know. And try not to project myself onto others too much. Um... I also don't like how expensive it is to be trans, to transition. Like, I wish I could just shapeshift. God, I would, I would do, I would do, oh, to shapeshift. God, I would love that. <laughs> I'm derailing myself. Let's see. We talked about capital, how scary that was, how easy it was for them. To get in, I li- you know, I listened to the Daily and um, various, and they talked to reporters who were in there, and various different senators and congressmen and stuff like that talked about what it was like, and I listened to that, um, and we talked about that stupid movie, and then I talked for a very long time about being trans and how scary it is. And how I don't have a therapist anymore. And um, how I really, really want testosterone. And that's become less scary and also more scary. And everything is in limbo. And also I don't know when I can properly get top surgery. Because this is an audio diary. And anyone who is listening to it... You you walked into this trap all on your own. <laughs> <laughs> I do, okay, I've been obsessed with movie commentary um, YouTube channels and I really wish I could do that. I literally cannot, I cannot record YouTube videos. I cannot figure out how. I really, really suck at it. Oh my god. I don't have like the software. I don't know where to find the software. I don't have a camera. I don't know how to like do that on my phone. Um... Especially because, you know, a movie is like an hour and a half to two hours long. So it's not like I, you know, it's not like I could sit down and like make a short video. I have a camera that will hold up to like 20 minutes of video. 
but that oof so much to think about too much to think about so for now i have this podcast and then i'm going to start another one um where i simply read books nicely and softly so that people can fall asleep to it if they ever so choose um because i remember when my sister used to read books to me at night to help me go to sleep And also because even now I listen to podcasts to help me fall asleep. And because those podcasts are not specifically for sleeping, every once in a while they will yell or whatever. You know, Curtis Connor is very, very good podcast to listen to. A very, really good, very, really good podcast. (laughs) He is good to listen to, to fall asleep to, but every once in a while he will be loud. I listen to the McElroy brothers a lot, my brother, my brother, and me, um, but they can also be quite loud. And I listen to the Mr. Friendship podcast a lot um, by Jacob Sharp, Curtis Connors' friend, to help me fall asleep, and I love it with all of my heart. And it's probably the best of the three options in terms of being not insanely loud all the time, or not even all the time, but unpredictably. Um... But at the same time, I really wanted to make a podcast like his, and then I found his, and then I went, oh wow, this idea has already been taken. I cannot do this as well. That's stealing. That's theft. Um, so Jacob Sharp, if you're out there, um, please let me have your podcast. Pretty please? (laughs) I'm spiraling, and I've... I've forced you all, if you're out there and if you're plural beings, through like 20, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, perhaps 40 minutes, of listening to me jabber about nonsense. So, without further ado, I'm Grayson, I'm your gay best friend, hopefully someday I will answer all your gay best friend questions. I love you all. Peace out.